Recently, I caught up with Peter Selly from the Poultry Research Foundation to talk about reduced crude protein diets and the benefits this has for the Australian chicken meat industry. Uh, good morning. I've been asked to talk about why we should bother to develop reduced crude protein diets. And, well, at least in my opinion, there is there are compelling reasons why we should strive, strive very hard to successfully develop reduced crude protein diets. So this will only be short, but I think it's important because it's the rationale as to why we should be looking in this direction. Okay, so why should we reduce the crude protein contents of a diet? Okay, in a nutshell, there'll be less environmental pollution from both nitrogen and ammonia. There will be better litter quality, and as a result of that, there'll be less foot pad lesions, hot burns, breast blisters. Reduced crude protein diet, there'll be less undigested protein flowing into the hind gut, and that could fuel the proliferation of potential pathogens, including, most notably, Clostridium perfringens, which is, of course, the cause of necrotic enteritis. As a result, better flock health. Um, also, we feel that as methionine, threonine and lysine, as their prices in real terms have come down over the decades, we think that this will happen to the additional non-bound amino acids and ultimately uh, the uh, economic feasibility will, will be increased. And last, but by no means least, less dependence on imported soybean meal. So let's have a look at those advantages in a little bit more detail. Less uh, nitrogen pollution. Uh, two papers or two references here, one by Andreas Lemmy as he reduced diet recruit protein, the amount of nitrogen excreted, expressed as grams per bird per day, fell like a linear stone. And similarly, with Malomo, we had more of a quadratic reduction. But either which way, reduce the crude protein in the diet, you're reducing the, the, the nitrogen, amount of nitrogen excreted, and in turn, you're reducing the amount of um, uh, ammonia emissions. Now, uh, perhaps, this is not a big ticket item in Australia, but it certainly is in Europe, particularly in, in Germany and the Netherlands. Okay, another important thing is bird welfare. And that is that really is a big ticket item in the UK. So in the UK, foot pad scores are electronically monitored routinely when birds are processed. And if your foot pad scores are excessive, a grower can be told, ordered to reduce his stocking density. And if that doesn't work, the grower, the, the, the grower shed can be closed down. So it is an important deal, plus the fact that in some markets, uh, chicken claws are the most valuable part of the bird. <laughs> 
so you don't want them impaired. This is a marvellous paper by guys, or, uh, by guys in Holland, and they look at the effect of low-protein diets on this, that, and the other, including footpad scores. Now, <clears throat> here we have um, crude protein reductions from 19.8 to 18.8 to 17.8 down to 16.8. Now, those crude protein levels refer to the finisher diet, although the entire trial did run from one to 35 days. Interesting thing over the entire growing period, weight gain basically didn't change. However, feed conversion ratios were improved with the reduction from 19.8% crude protein down to 16.8%. Uh, feed conversion ratios were actually improved by very nearly 3%, which is a lot. Now, foot pad scores, uh, the lower the better. So with the reduction of dietary crude protein, foot pad scores were, were reduced from 143 down to 39, which is an improvement of over 70%. And in association with that, you had better litter quality. Litter dry matter was increased by 12.7%, and the total amount of nitrogen in the litter was reduced by nearly 13%. And on necrotic enteritis, which is a seriously big no-no, on necrotic enteritis caused by Clostridium perfringens, I think this, uh, a lot of this work was done in Canada from memory, but they looked at uh, different protein sources on the incidence or on the, yeah, on the incidence of um, Clostridium perfringens in the gut and they used both fish meal and soy protein concentrate. Now, the, the protein levels are pretty stratospheric, 23% and 40%, that is a high protein diet. But either which way, reducing dietary crude protein from 40 to 23% reduced Clostridium perfringens in the ileum by 54%, and it reduced Clostridium perfringens populations in the cecum, in the large gut, by 44%. Now, hopefully, some of our colleagues will be repeating this experiment where we'll be looking at more relevant crude protein levels, but certainly uh, the directions are pointing in the, just the right way. Okay. Reduced dependency on imported soya bean meal. Now, I see this as just the big ticket item, which Australian soya bean meal imports have increased. It's astounding. Soya bean meal imports into Australia, mainly from, the Argent from Argentina, have increased from 41,000 tonnes in 1990 to over a million tonnes in 2020. Now, that's almost a threefold increase and if you want to work it out it is an av an average annual increase of ne very very nearly 12 percent per annum so one uh we can reduce with reduced crude protein diets we can reduce our dependency on imported soya 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 bean meal and hopefully 
that will also attenuate the uh, neotropical deforestation in South America. So we see, as, as, I, as, it, as again, I see this as a big ticket item and in very round figures for every one percentage unit uh, of reduction in dietary crude protein, there'll be around about a 10% reduction in soya bean meal inclusion. It, that number is going to jump around depending on the protein content of your feed grain. Now, we can quite happily reduce crude protein in the diet by up to three percentage units. And you saw from that Dutch study, they actually got improvements in feed conversion ratios from doing that. And that alone would re reduce our dependency on imported so soybean meal by up to 30% but hopefully we can get better than that. Uh, and ultimately, uh, the successful development of reduced crude proteins could reduce the Australian chicken meat industry's dependence on imported soya bean meal by up to 50%, which means we could double our current production without importing any more additional soya bean meal Remembering that most of that 1.1 million tonnes, most of that would be going to the chicken meat industry at an approximate landed cost of $700 a tonne. And ultimately, when it comes to bang for your buck, these things have got to be uh, reduced crude protein diets, have got to be economically feasible. And I think it is only reasonable to expect that the inclusion costs of amino acids like isoleucine and valine and arginine and so on with time will come down and that will accelerate the acceptance of reduced crude protein diets. And that is about it. So thank you.